Hi there, and welcome to Dork Wars the Podcast, your galactic hub for all things Star Wars. My name's Blake, and I'm here with the best hosts in the galaxy. First up, we have the ever-elusive Grant. Hello there. Next up, we have the commentator, Andrew. General Kenobi. And last but certainly not least, we have our own Jedi Archive, Dietrich. I am a commenter on this podcast. <laughs> but before we get into our main topics for the evening, we have some Star Wars news. So let's turn it over to Now Hear This. Now hear this. Now hear this. Now you hear this, whoever you are. So first up, Star Wars Celebration. It was canceled this year and last year due to the COVID-19 outbreak. However, the Star Wars Celebration for 2022 is scheduled for May. Um, I don't know when they usually have Star Wars Celebration. Does that does that make me a bad Star Wars fan? Isn't it always May the like around May the Fourth? Yeah, yeah, it is always around May the Fourth, and they like to have it in Anaheim typically. Yeah. I, I thought it was in May anyways, so I read this news and was like, is this really news or is this just like, hey, we're going to start having Star Wars Celebration again? Um, so uh, so everyone that wanted Star Wars Celebration to happen, it's going to happen May 2022, which is pretty cool. Um, in other news, we have Gal Gadot has been rumored to be playing a Sith princess in a new Disney Plus trilogy. Gal Gadot? Gal Gadot, I don't know, however you say her name. It's got a T in it. It's got a T. She's French, so. Oh. Gal Gadot. Gadi. Yeah, so Gal Gal Gadot is rumored to be playing a Sith princess in a new Disney Plus trilogy. Uh, What what do we think about this, guys? Like, how, how can this possibly culminate into a cohesive story from this little bit of information? I didn't hear about it, but I'll tell you that, uh, like, I wasn't really a fan of the Wonder Woman series or really, like, the original Justice League, not the Zack Snyder cut. Uh, but she did a really good job. I just can't imagine her being like, join me on the evil side of things. I don't know, after seeing her as a superhero, it will be hard to make that jump. Oh, that's a good point. She'll be like, huh, huh, join me, huh, huh. You do realize she's Israeli and not French, right? No, I don't. I have no idea. I, I'm just making stuff up, dude. Oh, my goodness. She's friends on this show. <laughs> so from now on, anytime we refer to Gal Gadot, Godot, or Godot, or whatever her name is, uh, she's going to be French. I don't care if, you know, I really hope she's a Sith princess now so I can just further um, explore her, her Frenchness. So... I think it would be an interesting change to have a, a female Sith, at least. And, I mean, a Sith princess, so she's got to be, like, some kind of, maybe not powerful Sith, but she has influence, so, so that would be different. Yeah, that makes me think there's a lot of other Sith around in this whatever era they're going to explore with her, if she's, like, some kind of royalty amongst them, you know? Starth Revan's daughter when at the height of his uh, reign. So it either has to be really far into the future or pretty far into the past. I would think more the past if we're talking about a whole tribe of Sith. And when we say Sith, it might actually be the race of Sith people because there is an actual Sith race um, that existed long ago. I guess longer ago than the story takes place. So to end this uh, Gal Gadot Gadot news, uh, I have to give her one more good old Frenchman laugh. (laughs) Um... 
So we're, let's move on to Starbucks. Um, who thought Starbucks would come on uh, Dork Wars the podcast? Nobody. So Star Wars has released <laughs> a couple of new mugs um, at Starbucks, and I thought this was newsworthy just because I, I don't even drink coffee, but I'll go get them. I don't either. I'm about to say I need to look it up because I haven't seen these things yet. Well, I, I looked up Star Wars news uh, earlier today, and this popped up. Um, so there is a Batu mug, and it features Chewie, and it looks like Rays on it, and the new Falcon from the sequels. There's an indoor mug, and it has Ewoks all over it, and a uh, at 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 um, original trilogy era Walker. And then there is a Tatooine mug that has C-3PO, Luke Skywalker, um, and his A New Hope apparel, brandishing his father's lightsaber. Pretty, pretty cool looking mugs. Um, I'm, like, I'm not much of a coffee drinker, but I kind of do like coffee mugs. So, Yes, and the good news is you don't even have to go to Starbucks to get it. You can buy it online at Shop Disney. Oh. Mm. So that's pretty, that's pretty handy. All right, well, ne- next time I go to Target and see some new Star Wars merch, that's definitely going on the news. Hey, look, just whatever news you got, man, bring it. I mean, not it wasn't even like two weeks ago we were talking about a uh, a uh, Tauntaun sleeping bag. So, uh, you know, any anything is newsworthy on Dole Force, the podcast. <laughs> Tauntaun sleeping bag. I don't remember that. I'm going to be honest. Did it smell better on the inside? <laughs> <laughs> so our main discussion topic for this evening is our favorite Star Wars video game. Um, I don't really have a whole big structure for this, and I'm going to start, I think, with Deidre, because I think he would he already probably knows what his favorite Star Wars video game is. Yeah, absolutely. It's the old Battlefront 2, the 20, or 2005, right? Or, or 6. It was whenever Revenge of the Sith came 2005, out. 2005, 2004. Okay. Yeah, so the, the game that tied into Revenge of the Sith, I think that was by far my favorite game period of that that 2000s time frame with uh lucas arts and it's a good one it, it it offers so much you can be a jedi you can be a trooper you can go into space the space combat is varied you can either bomb outside of a capital ship you can go inside the ship and kind of infiltrate it and plant bombs and kill opponents in the ship you can uh, fly and try to... It was pretty advanced yeah, was, for its time as far as the space battles. Yeah, you can do so much. You could fight in a tank. There were very troopers. I mean, I was playing that probably a decade after that game came out, well through my college years. Yeah, Battlefront 2, the original Battlefront 2, was one of those games where you played it and it just captured you. The original Battlefront was a good game. I'm not going to take anything away from that. But Battlefront 2, the mechanics were so much smoother. It wasn't as rigid. Um, there was a big difference in the way that you played the game. And you couldn't be a Jedi or Sith in the original Battlefront. So that Battlefront 2 game, when it came out, was a hit. And I'm right there with you, dude. I played that game, yeah, probably a decade after it came out. Yeah, it was a game I have really fond memories of playing with my friends on the couch or also online because that was one of the first games that the PlayStation 2 would allow like um, interconnectivity to where you could play with different people. Yeah. God, that's back when uh, it was a pain in the butt to get on the internet with your console. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't easy to do it, but I remember there was a few times we did get on and that was some fun memories. <laughs> yeah, we never played on the internet 
we played locally. That was uh, it's one of those games, man. I played with uh, Grant. Oh my gosh, me and Grant played that game a lot, and I beat him a lot because he was a lot younger than me, or he is a lot younger than me. And at that time, he was really young, so I beat the mess out of Grant in Battlefront Two. Shout out to Grant. I also this is a random thought from that time period. Oh, sorry, Dietrich. I go ahead, man. Yeah, this is a random thought from that time period. But uh, did y'all ever drink Mountain Dew Pitch Black? Who has it? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? You never had Pitch I don't Black know what. before? Yeah, Pitch Black. Pitch Black is discontinued now. But uh, I, I remember going to my friend's house playing Star Wars Battlefront Two, and we would have that. Dude, what was in Pitch Black? It was probably something like some kind of voodoo or something in there. It's probably what's in Red Bull now. The ingredients were probably uh, mostly just Pitch Black, dude. <laughs> The color of darkness is inside. The dark side. Oh, there we go. Ma- they should have just called it Mountain Dew Dark Side. That would have been a pretty cool name. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> There's that fake laugh. But, yeah, Battlefront 2, man. I I really love that game. I love being the Jedi. I like the story. The 501st story in that game is epic. Classic. Yeah, I, I've taken elements from that story into a D&D campaign I run. So it, it's impacted me that much. It's it's basically headcanon. Whatever whatever might not be canon anymore is still canon to me. Yeah, I really enjoyed playing as the 501st from the very beginning all the way through the Empire. It it was really, really cool. Um, and some of those missions were painstaking. They were long, but they were crazy fun. Remember the game mode where you can be all of the hero units against all of the hero units from the other side? You can pick the light or the dark side? Yeah. That was great. And you were at most Isley. You were at most Isley. You couldn't do it anywhere else but most Isley. Yep. And there was also a mode where you could hunt down uh, the native species to certain planets. That was great. You could hunt down like Ewoks, um, Jawas, or Gungans. Yep. It just it offered a lot for the time. It was yeah quite a big game. So, and kind of comparing that to uh, the new Battlefront 2, I think the only game mode that... Um, the old Battlefront 2 could uh, take and adapt and use for their own that would make their game better would be Ewok Hunt. Um, Battlefront 2 is, I, I think about the original Battlefront 2 is a better game than the new Battlefront 2, but Ewok Hunt is like one of my favorite things ever. Like, it is so fun. And for you, those of you who don't understand what Ewok Hunt is, um, it's literally pretty terrifying. One person's an Ewok. And I think, or I think yeah. it's one person. It's one or two people. People are Ewoks, and everybody else is a stormtrooper on indoor at night. And the one Ewok tries to kill all the stormtroopers. Once you kill a stormtrooper, that stormtrooper, whoever's playing that stormtrooper, becomes an Ewok as well. And then um, the mission for all the Ewoks is to make everyone an Ewok. And the mission for the stormtroopers is to just make it out alive, get to your ship once it lands, so you can get off of indoor at night. It is a very like left for dead um kind of game it's it's, it's a horror game yeah. it's like a horror mini game in battlefront 2 yeah, it is epic and that's where we affectionately get our term uh ooga boogad from uh if you get killed by the uh ewok you have been ooga boogad ooga booga. that's the sound of death <laughs> before you get killed you hear bum, bum, bum. so moving on now wesley what is your favorite Star Wars game of all time? Across all consoles, across all times, favorite Star Wars game, and go. 
Uh, no, I'm going back a bit, and this may not be the best Star Wars game out there. I, I'll give, I, I'll admit that, but I played this one a lot growing up. So I'm going to 1996 on the Nintendo 64, and I'm playing Star Wars: Shadow of the Empire. Oh yeah, excuse me, I just gotta edit that out. Heck, Woo! heck yes. No, you can say you can cuss. That's why we have R2D2. Sweet, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, that was pretty cool at this time, man. And I mean, I think about that game a lot, even today. Um, and for those of you that's not familiar with it, like you, you play as this guy named Dash Rendar, and he pretty much is like a knockoff Han Solo, but Walmart Han Solo. Well, hey, do not besmirch the name. Do not besmirch the name of Dash Rendar. Oh, oh, what you know about Dash Rendar? I'm honestly surprised they've not brought Dash back out of all the canon material or all the now Legends material that they've been bringing back lately. Yeah, Dash Dash was pretty big in Legends. Oh, okay, I, I didn't realize that. But uh, one of my favorite levels is the Hoth scene where you're in the speeder. It's the very first time you have this like grandiose battle sense in a video game, right? Mm-hmm. And you're trying to bring down the AT-ATs with the tow cables. That was kind of hard as a kid. Like, I was six-ish at the time. I still had kind of a hard time doing it. That's the first it level, didn't my help. dude. It didn't help that the um, the ship movement was kind of clunky. I mean, it's N64, obviously not that fluid. Um, yeah, the tow cables were hard. No, nah, the ship movement was fine. It's the it's the aim that was clunky, man. The issue was that there was no yeah. crosshair, and it only shot straight forward. So, if, like, if you were turning left, it didn't shoot to the left. If you were turning right, it didn't just shoot to the right. It just shot straight forward. Even wrapping around the legs was a little on the hard side. I found myself, like, go, and that might have been just because I was a kid. Because I, I would go way out and lose the tow cable all the time. Well, it was, it was a new mechanic. It was, it was a different yeah. thing no video game had done before. At the time? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kinda. It was a it was a three D ish world for the first one of the first times. No, there was definitely a game. There were definitely multiple games where you could fly around. Pilot Wing sixty four was one of them. Wasn't a Star Wars game. But but what was was first? Pilot Wing sixty four. Okay, I don't know. Genuine question. I mean, maybe they maybe it wasn't first, but I'm pretty sure the N sixty four came out in nineteen ninety six, right? Pilot Wings was one of the launch. I, mean, I think I think we can all agree it was relatively new, regardless, right? So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm going from playing a 2D platformer, right, to now these the Super Mario 64s 3D as well. So you have these new mechanics that a six year old had never tried out at the time. Yeah, but uh, I recently re-downloaded it because it's actually free on uh, X. Well, it's not free. It's it is included in the Xbox Pass and the EA Pass, which is also included in the Xbox Game Pass. Uh, and I downloaded it recently and played it, and honestly, the controls aren't that bad. It's just that the aim, like, it, literally, it shoots, whenever you shoot, it's right in the middle of the screen. So it's, like, completely different from most flying games where you can shoot. Most Star Wars flying games. So let's talk about the hardest part of that game, right? Which was the train, the train levels with IG-88. I was about to say, dude, the train, dude. That was hard. That was legit. Like, I cried. There were moments I wanted to be like, I give up. I can't play this game. Jumping over obstacles, dodging obstacles, uh, ducking. It was, it, it was crazy, man. I've got, I was hit with so much stuff in that level, and I died so many times. I know I like rage quit. IG 88 was a hard boss, too, man. Yeah. His that, life, his life was huge. Like, his HP was 
crazy. He, he was a hard boss, and him and Boba Fett. Um, yeah, that was some tough stuff. I don't remember when was when was Boba Fett in in there. I can't remember. It's I think it's after IG eighty eight. Is that in the canyon uh, level? There is a jetpack something in the canyon level. Yeah, it is the canyon level. Yeah. Are those just jetpack troopers though? No, it's Boba Fett. It's actually Boba Fett. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it, okay. Yeah, it is him. Nice. I think I'm just a little fuzzy on. It. I haven't played in a long time. I know it's been a while, but yeah, I mean that that, that game does introduce a lot, not introduce, but we got to experience like the battle hoth, battling IG88, Boba Fett. We gotta mention that last battle though, the Skyhook, the the battle with the three different factions going at it. You had the Black Sun, you had Empire and Rebels all fighting in this one space combat, and then you were trying to like weave your way through the Skyhook. It was like a different version of the trench run. Yeah, and uh, trying trying not to uh, get hit with asteroids, trying to shoot those out of the way, trying to make it through, and it, it was crazy. Um, probably one of the first times. It was pretty large scale for space, the time. Yeah, probably one of the first times that a space battle was that grandiose. When I think about um, Shadows of the Empire, I think of very, very many Saturday mornings spent just play or Saturdays really not even more than just Saturdays just sitting down playing that game the canyon level is probably my favorite um level if I go back and play I could probably play that whole level right now and just ace it you know just get right through it um one thing I do like about this game the Hoth level is cool too uh you can you can find the um the Wampa in Echo Base and that ATST fight is insanely hard the the Willem screams that you get if you shoot a, a stormtrooper off and they fall you yeah get the, oh get the yeah screams. I forgot yeah, about classic. that yeah um th- that game is so nostalgic for me I I love Shadows of the Empire mm-hmm. and there was also a whole series ah! of like <laughs> different material comics a few books toys even that came out because of that mm-hmm. game. Yeah, that game kind of propelled Dash Rendar into becoming a major character in the And do you guys remember the villain was like that lizard man, like Zizor or something like that? Yep, Zizor. I just I remember I had his toy and his weapons were these like blue electric fan things. I always thought that was very oh, unique. Yeah, Prince Zizor or something. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, he had a crush on Leia in the books or something like that. Like he was trying to marry Leia or something. He used what he did was he used pheromones. He, like part of his That's people's right. abilities were they could spread these pheromones to like the opposite gender to try to like attract them. And he was always seen as like a very attractive member of his species. And he would like try to get Leia to, you know, want to mm, cheat on on Han perhaps. I guess so. Um, all I'm imagining now is a green lizard man in like a uh, Hugh Hefner velvet robe and slippers. <laughs> that's basically that's basically the character. Like, not that far off. All right, Andrew, I am coming to you. What is your favorite Star Wars game across all time, uh, across all consoles, across everything? Favorite Star Wars game? And go. Uh, man, I'm kind of I'm kind of torn, honestly. Um, one. I think, okay, so I have a favorite childhood game. There was a Star Wars, I believe it was literally just called Star Wars, and it was on the original Game Boy, but I could never beat it. It was really, really hard. It was a mix between, like, a 
RPG and a platformer. But I think my f- absolute favorite game would be Jedi Power Battles. Oh, yeah. Which is like an original PS1. It's almost like a beat-em-up slash platform game. Uh, you kind of went through episode one as Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And as you gained points, you could end up unlocking characters like uh, Mace Windu, uh, my favorite, Plo Koon. And then a really random character, Adi Galia. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it. Yep, she dual-wielded. Yeah, it was a, kind of a really random character for the time because she had no main... I mean, even Plo Koon was kind of random, to be honest with you. Yeah, but you at least see Plo Koon in Episode 1. Yeah, that, I mean, that's true. He is in Episode 1. He just doesn't really have a main role. I mean, he's just as big of a role as... Uh, who's the long-headed dude that I'm drawing a blank on right now? Oh, I know you're Ki-Adi talking about. Mundi. Ki-Adi no. Mundi, yeah. yeah oh, guy. I thought you were talking... There's a long neck guy, too, with like a really small little round head, but a long neck. Well, that's uh, Isn't that one of the clone people? One of the... No, nah, he's yeah, not a clone. Yeah, comedians have long necks and small heads, but this is a different guy. Yeah, it's a different... Oh, uh, that was racist. I'm sorry. That's right. Watch yourself. <laughs> We're very sorry to any Kaminoans that we have uh, offended. So if you are a Kaminoan, do not call into the show and complain. We are very sorry. <laughs> so it's a really fun game, but, um, I mean, you know, it's very... I would say it's kind of what led to the Lego Star Wars games. Because it literally is the Lego Star Wars games with non-Lego people and with, you know, PS1 graphics. So, do you have all the hilarious antics that the Lego characters get up to? Uh, definitely, dude, because there's a lot of comedy in the Star Wars world. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember Jedi Power Battles. Good, good times. For some odd reason, <laughs> I thought I remembered a uh, like a 2D fighter mode in that game, but I have been told that that uh, I was misremembering that, but I, I do remember Jedi Power Battles. Oh, so I'm actually I'm looking this game up. Oh, I'm sorry, Andrew. No, no, you're good. Yeah, I'll, I'm looking this game up now because I'm not familiar with it. But and I I'm disappointed because because uh, it looks it actually looks pretty cool, and I hate that I didn't grow up with this game. There's actually some more characters too that I didn't even know about. Yeah, there's a so you can play as Queen Amidala and Captain Panaka. Uh, which is kind of random because Captain Panaka isn't like a main character and he has a small role. But you could also play as Darth Maul and Kiati Mundi. See, those are I things I don't that. remember. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I always played with Plo Koon. Yeah, so this game came out on PlayStation uh, 1, first PlayStation ever. And I think it was released pretty close to the uh, the actual episode one game that they came out with um because i played that a lot i think i played that game more than i played jedi power battles and it was obviously just the uh, run through of the story of episode one but they were they were pretty closely related as far as like release times and dates and things like that so i kind of sometimes i get things from those games kind of mixed up in my head because they were released so close together they're both kind of the story of episode one but um very good game andrew so I guess that brings us to my favorite Star Wars game ever um, across all time and consoles. So for me, I'm, I'm going to try not to pick any of the ones that you guys picked, even though those are all amazing choices. I'm probably going to have to say Pod Star Racer. Wars. The, nope, not Pod Racer, even <laughs> oh. though that is a great honorable mention. Such a great game. 
I am going to choose Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Ooh, going. Oh my gosh, the story of Starkiller, how he was taken in by Darth Vader at a very young age and molded to be his apprentice, a secret apprentice from Palpatine. Oh my gosh, and the the powers, the... I remember when this game first came out and you could play it at like Walmart back when you could like play demos at the store of the games and stuff, um, you know, pre-COVID. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I remember playing and you have all these cool force powers, like a force ex- lightning explosion power. You can like push characters insane amounts away, like with a force push. You can do all these crazy things. Like, uh, I love that game. And I think it kind of took the uh, the combat of the Star Wars universe and took it to the extreme. That's what I love so much about that game. What I liked about that game was the story that it was telling between episodes three and four. You actually see the rebellion is formed almost by accident. Yes, it really is. So I don't know. Do you guys remember that? So basically, Starkiller accidentally brings all of these forces together that Vader is trying to actually destroy but Starkiller ends up kind of saving the day and now you got all these forces that are together and are ready to start the rebellion yeah you even meet a young Leia um, on the wiki homeworld of Kashyyyk you meet um, a Bell Organa's in there as well I don't think there's an actual mission with him but you see him in a cutscene um Rom Coda, which is an original character of the game, is an old, like, drunken Jedi master who's down and out. And um, he kind of first, the first mission is Starkiller going to kill Rom Coda. And Rom Coda sees this Force vision um, and knows what Starkiller is going to become. And he kind of takes him under his wing. All pretty cool stuff. The He makes the rebellion by accident like you said and it's it's almost like Darth Vader was the reason that the rebellion became what it was i really like that story it was really one of the first things that are i guess a content describing the timeline between episodes 3 and 4 are really close to you know the original trilogy right that that was kind of the some of the first media where we kind of fleshed out that time period and if obviously it's not canon anymore or was it really ever canon, though? Who knows? But um, it was great, and I would really actually like to see them bring Starkiller into canon somehow, with all the material. With all the material we have in that time period, I think it'd be kind of hard to fit the Starkiller story in there as it is. But it would be cool to see some kind of um, reimagined Force Unleashed storyline in. I'm surprised that I'm saying reading this that Star Wars: The Force Unleashed two that was released in October 2010. So that was only 11 years ago, but it seems like it's been out much longer. I don't know. Yeah, did, Force Awakens two was kind of trash. Yeah, the game. So Force the or Force Unleashed the first one. It, I mean, that game took probably what, maybe six or seven hours to complete if you like did everything real quick. I think I finished Forced Unleashed two in two and a half, three hours. They only had like a, they had like a year and some change, I think, to get the sequel out. That was the issue. They had spent multiple years on the Forced Unleashed, yeah. the first one, which is why it was a good game. I mean, it was it was taking the mechanics of a game I love, yeah. the God of War series, and putting it with a Star Wars context, and I think it worked really well. 
Oh, it did. The, the powers, like I said before, the powers, the combat is really what sell, sold me on that game. The the costumes, oh my gosh. I, I love seeing the, um, it's one of like the, one of the last costumes you get, like the Sith, full Sith costume. He's got like this crazy looking helmet. Yeah, you got the mask and the claws. Yeah, and you just look like the baddest dude in the galaxy. I think that was actually a DLC. Really? Was it? I, I had it, so I guess I had the DLC. I, I remember they did. They added a couple of DLCs where Starkiller eventually faces Obi-Wan, kills him, kills Luke on Hoth, right. kills Leia on Endor. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, and then they had skins as well. Like There was like a Luke Skywalker skin, a Lando skin. Like You could play as different characters. It wouldn't change the story at all. You would just look like those characters. Um, I think that was one of the first games, if not the first game, where you had like custom lightsaber colors. Like you could customize your lightsaber, different hilts, different colors of your lightsaber, and they had a bunch of different hues. It was it was actually pretty cool. If I if I'm thinking about it, it it's kind of a precursor to Jedi Fallen Order. Um, yeah. kind of. I believe Jedi Fallen Order kind of takes the mechanics of um, uh, what's that game? This Uncharted, um, and puts kind of that game style and gameplay into a star Wars setting. But yeah, force unleashed is definitely a precursor. Yeah. You're not as powerful as star killer, but you're not right. meant to be. Yeah. Cause by the end of force unleashed one star killer is like the ultimate force user that has ever lived. Like you have some of the craziest powers. <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's cool. Yeah. He beats Vader and essentially the, and he can kill Palpatine, right, in one of the endings, but it doesn't actually yeah, there, stick. There's, he hasn't really finished Palpatine off. There's two endings. You can either, so you fight Darth Vader no matter what, and you can either choose to fight Darth Vader to the death, or you can choose to fight the Emperor to the death. If you choose to fight the Emperor, the Emperor kills you and keeps Darth Vader as his apprentice. If you fight Darth Vader, you kill Darth Vader and become the Emperor. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it has been like what 15 years 20 years i don't know yeah. forever yeah i don't i don't feel i don't feel bad about spoiling if you haven't played it by now you're probably not going to play it but it's it was an awesome game you get to choose your ending and the story was compelling i, I just think that game had it all for me it was still a gimmick game dude what a what a hot take <laughs> I mean, it really was like say the whole you, the whole try to control things with the joystick thing. Like it was never used again because it was a gimmick. It was literally it was used in a used ton of games in, in that time, game. though. Like a lot of games yeah. did that. Like games yeah. today that nobody that. ever played. Like Harry Potter games today make you button smash. Hit what are you the, talking about? To do your moves. Yeah. When when what? T please name me yeah, a no popular joke. game where you used a joystick. To 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 make to make it so you can't move, but you can move an object. Every single God of War. Ooh. <laughs> Every single one. What? And yeah, of course. What are you talking about? I mean, I... well, no. What are you? What talking are you about? talking about? Every single God of War game makes you use the joystick in weird ways. <clears throat> yeah, the joystick a hundred ways, just like every game. I'm can... talking about a game where you are forced to stop your player movement, you stand in place, and you use one of your joysticks to move an object up and down and left and right. Like, that's not that's not used again, because it's a gimmick. It's not a good way to use Oh, you're powers. talking about, okay, okay, when, when you're using, like, a force lift of, like, a crate or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Of course, you use a joystick. Okay, here, in a I thought games. I thought you were talking about like when they made you button smash or like think... use the joystick to like make a circle like three hundred no, times. I didn't like games like that. Like Harry Potter was one that was like that. Like th- there just hasn't really been a good Harry Potter game because there's no way, no good way to control things without being able to move your player on a controller. I, I appreciated it because it, it was one of the few games that allowed me to like utilize the force in various ways and interact with the world. It was really interactive with like the walls and the things you see in front of you. You could lift stuff. You could destroy things. I appreciated it. Yeah, I mean, that's all true. I'll push back a little bit on the gimmick, though. I think it was just an early game of its kind. Like, that game was very innovative. Um, it did things that other games in the past didn't do quite as well or effectively. Um, I think that that was one of the first like Star Wars RPGs where you were a Jedi and it wasn't like a main movie game. Um, such a good game, but I don't think it was a gimmick. I, I think that was just the limitations of gameplay at the time. It, it definitely stands out during this time because like when I think about modern Star Wars games and versus like older Star Wars games, I think the Force Unleashed is like that, you know, the the key, the key turn point in the timeline. I mean, I can agree with that. At the time, great game. Like I'm not going to be able to argue with that and win for sure. At the time, it really was a great game. But I still am very like you still see beat 'em ups all the time. So Jedi power battles is still in the game. I mean that's why Lego Star Wars is so like amazing. You literally Battlefront Two still exists. They remade Battlefront and Battlefront Two, and it's still a popular game. And then the Shadow of the Empire. There's still third person Star Wars games. Like you don't see games where you control the Force with a joystick anymore. You don't see it. Maybe they need to. You know, that could be a thing. Like, I can understand that. Like, have you played the most recent Fallen Order? Oh, yeah. Yes. You do, you kind of do it in there. But they, I feel like they ended up figuring it out and utilizing it a little bit better in that, where it's like... Of course, that game came out like 15 years after Force Unleashed. So, I mean, just better mechanics. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying. That's just, that's just my whole point. And even, like, no one mentioned this yet. And I know it's an honorable mention, but Pod Racing Game. The the N64 pod racing game was one of the first racing games where you could actually customize your car, which is a pod racer. Yes. Number three for me. Pod racer. Yeah, I got that game when I was like 11. Oh my God, I played it so much. It was great. Every Everybody played pod racer for hours and hours <laughs> and hours. It's so good, dude. It really is so good. It was a great racing game for the time. I almost wish that was... I should have chosen that. The only reason I really chose Jedi Power Battles is because my brother and I used to spend hours and hours playing. It was a great multiplayer, local multiplayer game. Yeah, it was. It was like a co-op I have one honorable mention I would feel terrible if we didn't talk about a little bit before stopping this episode, and that is Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, my God. Can we we talk about Knights of the Old Republic? Because that's like my number two. Oh, yeah, of course. Knights (laughs) of the Old Republic. I feel like that one's good. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I was gonna say yeah. That was that was definitely getting its own episode for sure. Okay, we can we can save some of that for its own episode, but it's gonna have its own episode because there's so much to like get into on that one. There's so much. It was such a great story, such a great game. I I would say the gameplay doesn't hold up well, but the story I think more than makes up for it. Especially if you're coming into it fresh. If you've never played that game, try to make through like the the kind of dated graphics 
I hear there are some people trying to like make an updated version of that that's been a, in progress for several years now. So Aspire. I don't know if we're ever going to see. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we're ever going to see a new version of it. But the story of the game itself is probably some of the best Star Wars storytelling period, and I would include that with like the original trilogy. Yeah, that that story from that game resonates even into like canon and the way people think about Star Wars today. Darth Revan is like one of the biggest um one of the biggest characters in Star Wars lore. It's also an interesting timeline to explore. I, I really hope we see some kind of movie or major production where they go back in time. Yeah, I would love to see it. Keanu Reeves is Revan. I think he's a little he's a little too old now though. I didn't spend enough time thinking about this stuff, dude. Cause Kotor, the the remake of Kotor is probably gonna. That's probably gonna be one of the best games of all time, dude. If they ever do, I've I've heard talk of it for, I don't know, seven eight years now. I mean, they announced it the release date in twenty twenty, or twenty twenty one. I'm sorry, not like an actual date date, but I mean just that like they all are in fact stuff. working on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I hope it's good. It, it, it's going to be weird if they try to do the same story, though, because part of what makes it so good is the twist in the story. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so... But, I mean, I've replayed that game, like, five times. We um actually covered the news of it being remade. Gosh, it was probably a month and a half ago now. Uh, but you can go back and listen to that episode. We talked about it a little bit, but we're definitely going to have our own KOTOR-dedicated episode. It's, there's so much in that game. Um, I mean, the storyline is so um, rich and convoluted, and it's so many twists and turns. Yeah, it's, it's going to have its own episode. Um, as far as honorable mentions go, did you guys um, did you guys ever play the episode three um, game? Yes, it was a great fighting game. Lightsaber combat was pretty good. No, I, I never did either. Well, me and Blake can talk about it. Uh, Oh, God, yes. I, I love that game. It was, you follow the story of episode three, and of course it had some of its own twists and turns, but the mechanics of that game were really cool. There was introductions of new, like, uh, super battle droids, some that, like, specialized in fire, some that specialized in electricity, some that were bulkier and heavier than others, and you had to fight really hard and try to dis- disarm them and stuff. Oh, it was such a cool game. And don't forget the assassin clones, because you eventually end up using Obi-Wan to take down some clones. And there are some different clone units we've never seen before, too. Correct, yeah. After the after the uh, after Order 66, you are Obi-Wan, and you have to go and fight uh, clones. And yeah, the assassin clones are pretty cool. The heavy clones, like, they're awesome. And there's also these two characters. I cannot remember their name right off. It's like this Syndralic old... is dude. the master... Yeah, yeah there Sin- it is. Syndralic, and then I can't remember the apprentice's name, though. She dual-wielded. Yes, and I remember Anakin that much. fights both of them after Order 66 and after he's fallen to the dark side. That's extra stuff that obviously wasn't in Episode 3, but it was a nice touch for the game. It was so cool. And I will add that that game did have a um, 2D fighter kind of mode in it where you could yes, fight. Yes, and that was... Yeah, and... You could unlock Darth Vader like in the suit and old Ben Kenobi. That was so cool. Um, I fought a lot. Uh, lots with, of memories. Yeah, lots of memories. Lots of I memories fought, fighting my friends on the same couch. Yep, 
Yeah, it was one of those last games that uh, I can remember playing with other people, like, in the same room with me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, fighting Ben Kenobi and Darth Vader in a suit was always really cool because, like, the uh, uh, the New Hope battle reimagined a little bit. So, and Ben Kenobi's a lot more limber, and Darth Vader's a lot more limber in that game than they were in uh, A New Hope. <laughs> in real life? Yeah. But you could also be Grievous and Dooku. Yeah, Basically, any fight that you, you would see in like Episode anybody. Three, you could remake. That's right, and you also got to uh, play as the Jedi Master and Apprentice. That um, one more, one more, I want to brush on, and I think we're going to have our own episode on these as well. Is the Lego Star Wars games? Um, I know Andrew's talked about it yeah. a little bit, yeah, but th- that kind of adapted Star Wars for a whole new generation of kids. Um, it made Star Wars fun. Like I even enjoy like Lego Star Wars shows myself. Um, the original Lego Star Wars games did not have any like, um, dialogue. Nobody talked. So everything was uh, physical comedy, nudges, winks, um, just hints at what the characters might be saying. So everything was just hilarious in those games. I think it was a very cool way to adapt the Star Wars story. I mean, that's kind of all the. I mean, I'll be honest with you. That's all the Lego, like Lego everything, man. They've always had a really good idea of, you know, physical comedy, of subtle comedy at the same time. Yeah. They, they really know what they're doing. And it's almost like the characters are uh, aware that they are characters in a Lego video game. That that's kind of the uh, the gist you get. It's pretty cool. And I always appreciated the humor they bring to events. Some of the uh, some of the more serious events in the Star Wars universe are taken very lightly in the Lego games. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love it. Uh, I remember playing as Darth Sidious. That was really cool. Like he had all these moves like none of the other Lego characters had, and he was the hardest to get. Darth Sidious. He's kind of a beast in Battlefront too, as well. He can be. You just got to know how to use him. But so is BB-88. BB-8? No, BB-88, dude. He's twice as good. Who's BB-88? <laughs> um, well, actually, he'd be eleven times as good. Okay. All right, mathematician. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> too late. It's been said now. Um, yeah, another honorable mention. You got the new Battlefront and Battlefront Two. Pretty much remakes of the old ones with updated graphics, different gameplay. Um, they don't play the same, but they they carry the same name and kind of the same gist. You battle the other side um, of whoever you're you've chosen. Republic against the uh, Separatists, Rebels against the Empire, and now you have the Resistance against the First Order. So those are also very good games. We actually play those games together uh, quite often. Or that game, rather. I get carried. Yeah, and, and it also includes our favorite game mode, as we've said, Ewok Hunt. That game is scary, dude. That is That game is scary. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I get so tense when I'm playing that game. Like, when I'm by myself, I, I really hope, like, my wife or kids, I hope none of them sneak up on me while I'm in that game mode, because I feel like I might karate chop somebody. <laughs> Might turn around and blast him. And then I started blasting. 
So let's turn it over to the Grand Jedi Master for our word of the week. There is more knowledge here than anywhere else in the galaxy. Dash Rindar, the word of the week is. <laughs> so, Master Yoda, what do you think of Dash Rindar? Do you think he should be brought into uh, the new Star Wars canon? Hmm. Dash Rindar, much like Han Solo he is. Mm, kind of like Han Solo is Walmart Target. Um, <laughs> and Dash Rindar is more of the dollar store variety. Oh, uh, that's kind of uh, kind of mean, actually, Master Yoda. What? Why? Why would you say that about Dash Rendar? Mm, obscure he is. Same jacket he has. Uh, blasters. Not as cool. Not as cool <laughs> as Han Solo. So, uh, Master Yoda, are you telling me that you are a Han Solo fanboy? Mm, very much so. Han Solo, I do love. <laughs> All right, there you have it. Uh, Master Yoda is a Han Solo fanboy, and who couldn't be? Um, dashing, witty, just an all-around great, uh, great man. His, uh, except for in the sequel trilogy where he reverted back into a scumbag. But we won't mention that. But Yoda, Dash Rendar is two words. Mm, two words it is. But Master Yoda, I am. Do what I want, I can. <laughs> When as strong with the force you are as I am, you can do as you please. <laughs> Until then, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Yoda? Master, Master Yoda's getting pretty testy. Um, this is this is definitely the Master Yoda that trained Luke Skywalker in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> mm, savage I am. One with the force. I see all. I know all. <laughs> Oh, man, I, I really love having Master Yoda on. It was a great addition to Dork Wars, the podcast, even if he is a little harsh sometimes. So with that, we come to the end of another great episode of Dork Wars, the podcast. We'd like to thank all of our listeners. Go check us out on Facebook. Go check us out on our Twitter and our Instagram page. We also have a Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash Dork Wars podcast. Go and become a member. Um, you won't regret it. So thank you, and may the Force be with you. Thank you for supporting Dork Wars, the podcast. You can check us out on facebook.com forward slash Dork Wars, the podcast. And if you would like to join in on the discussion or maybe suggest topics for us to discuss, please do so by joining our Discord community or sending us an email at dorkwarspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a... Stormtroopers are also supposed to be the sharpshooters of Star Wars. See? I added something. Production.